0: Saturday
1: Tradition.
2: A Saturday Tradition. The Sports Corner on ESPN 100.3, New Orleans.
3: And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is the Sports Corner, as always, brought to you by Terrebonne, General Community Sports Institute, and sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Kiley, and we've got Truck in the House as well. We've got a fun show coming your way over the next two hours, and we'll be visiting with some of our um, guests from around the basketball and baseball scene in the next segment. We've got Central Lafourche Boys basketball coach, Coach Gage Griffin, who will be joining us. His team survived. They struggled last night in a must-win game against Thibodeau, but gutted one out. Got a senior night win over Thibodeau, keeping their playoff hopes alive. 10.30, Andrew Kiewitz' playoff hopes are alive. HL Bourgeois is rolling right now. They were our game of the week on Thursday. They wallop Hanville. We'll have Andrew on to talk about that and how his team kind of getting some rest now in this coming week. They don't play again until Friday, so they get a long break to, as Andrew told us last night, get their legs back. They had been playing a lot, a lot of basketball lately, um, so they get some rest this weekend, and most importantly, as we talked about in play-by-play, they avoid all the hoopla of the holiday and everything, and they'll be able to get um, get themselves ready for a matchup Friday with Central Lafouche. And we've got Coach Joe Tuton on at ten forty-five. It's baseball season, man, whether we like it or not. And about... Uh, let's see. Not this coming Monday, but next Monday is the first playing date. So we've got nine days before we're playing some high school baseball. Joe and his team are getting themselves ready to rock and roll over at CCA. And Joe's also got some cool stuff going on where he's bringing a college baseball game to Homo. We'll talk with Joe about that at 11:30. We've got Mr. Stan Grava on the line. We'll be t- chatting with Stan about Super Bowl and then. Some big stuff going on over at Nichols State University. They got a big doubleheader today on the road, um, but they'll be trying to take care of business. But we lead off today, Coach, with, you know, it's crazy. Uh, Parade Friday, you would think it would be a very light slate. It was not. There were a handful of games uh, around the area, and, and most of the games that we had had big old playoff implications Um Thibodeau, a game that we were at last night, gets a 49-40 to 40 win over Central Lafourche. Two things. The first is that Central Lafourche, though they're not going to go to the playoffs, have gotten so much better during the course of the year. Saw them at the beginning of the year. They were not very impressive. They fought a good Thibodeau team last night. That's the first thing. The second thing Coach Ashley Barba does an outstanding job with her team. We were sitting right behind their bench. We saw the, the way she was acting during timeouts and how she was keeping the kids calm and um, Zariel Pollard on the inside was incredible for them last night. They do just enough. But man, you know, you never really get to get a first hand look sometimes at how someone conducts their team. Coach Barbara does a great job. She, on the road, rowdy environment, her team wasn't playing their best. She made sure everybody was pulling in the same direction. Ash, if you're listening, kudos to you. You did a really good job coaching your team last night.
4: That's a great point, Casey, because you're exactly right. Uh, Thibodeau went out to a a comfortable lead, but give credit to the Central uh, Lady Trojans. My goodness, they can shoot the basketball and so much improved. And, And again, from the beginning of the year to the end, it's two years in a row. This team keeps improving, and uh, Coach um, Ashley Barber did just a great job of remaining calm. Her kids remained calm, and and they fought through it and came away with a a, a big win. They got some buckets at the end and pulled away a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a great point. I mean, you you stay calm, your team stays calm on the road. Big district game, game you had to have. And uh, it was a great job by Tibble, but, man, Central uh, has improved.
3: A little later in the show, we're going to give you a rundown of the girls' basketball power ratings because they're pretty much locked in. There's only one game around the state today, so that regular season is pretty much done. We know really, really well who's going to be where. This was not a game that was yesterday. It was a game that was Thursday. It's listed as Friday on the LHSA website. was moved up because of some parades. Terrebonne gets a 47-46 to 46 win over East St. John a game that put East St. John's season in jeopardy. Now East St. John got some luck last night with the team that they needed to lose, and they did. But boy, East St. John gets upset on the road against Terrebonne, and it could have cost them the playoffs. Doesn't look like it will. But, man, that's a that's a big win for Coach Barrios going into the offseason. Terrebonne this year has not shown us anything like that to beat a quality opponent. Uh, that's a good way for them to end their year.
4: And look, when Terrebonne played, uh, came down to the tank played the Lady Torpens, we mentioned in the broadcast that Terrebonne did some good things in that game. And they improved, and if they get supposedly some girls
3: that are up and coming. If they get some of that whoa. crew from Homa Junior High, look out. This Homa Junior High was, was dripping with talent yep. this past season. Um, let's see, on the girls' side, Vanderbilt gets a 63-13 to win over Ellender. How about this for District? Vanderbilt won a game by 23, 31, 63, 41, 38, and 50. I think it's pretty clear that they're the best team in our local district. They only, the closest anyone came to beating them in district play was a 23-point win against Assumption. In a game that you and I were at, they were just shadow boxing. They weren't even really giving it everything that they had. They rolled past Ellen their last night, 63-13. to 13. Assumption, and again, when we go over the power rating numbers, we'll tell you, Assumption was playing for a hope and a prayer of maybe trying to get in. They do beat Lutcher on the road 41-36. to 36. I think they're still going to miss out. They're ranked 29th right now in Division Two. It looks like they're just going to miss out, but a good win for them beating a quality Lutcher team that is much improved. E.D. White wins the outright district championship last night, beating Berwick 54-11. to The Cardinals row through district on the girls' side unblemished. And more importantly, or I guess equally importantly, senior excuse me, Caroline Adams scored her 1,833rd point, breaking McKay Jones' record. She is now the all-time leading scorer in E.D. White basketball history. Caroline Adams is going to Nichols State University. She's a great kid, and she's now the leading scorer in school history. That's an amazing
4: honor. Wow, congratulations. That's awesome.
3: Donaldsonville falls to St. James 60-36 last night on the girls' side. Good win for Donaldsonville. 2A, home of Christian school is off. We go to single A. On the girls' side, CCA gets a 47-35 win over Central Private. And Central Catholic of Morgan City beats up on Hanson Memorial 66-18. Those were our girls' scores from last night well,
4: in case you're just looking at these power rankings you think every game makes a difference
3: oh we'll Not- get to that there there were a lot of teams that if one result flips God. the whole thing looks different
4: so close for our local schools
3: on the boys side central Lafouche absolutely positively had to have it last night against thibodeau it's senior night Central Lafouche has a million seniors. Senior night might still be going on <laughs> over there. Um it was emotional. Thibodeau came ready to play. Central LaFouche survives 45 to 38. Couple of things. Central Lafouche, and we'll ask Gage, and Gage will be honest. He'll tell us if they want to get in, they've got to win one of their two games next week and they got some behemoths. I believe it's like East St. John and Bourgeois or something like that. Maybe Hanville and Bourgeois. I don't know what one of the river schools and Bourgeois. Two very close and competitive uh, games coming up. They're going to have to play better if they win one of those than they did last night. They struggled to score. That's the first thing. The second thing is that in the middle of the season, Coach Tony Clark at Thibodeau lost some pieces to his roster, and they really fully embraced the youth movement. They're playing a lot of young kids. Let me tell you what. You better beat them. Like like Cornell comes on and says, you better beat me now because you ain't going to beat me later. It's the same thing I say about Thibodeau was, man, the little Terrell kid is good. They got some weapons. They got a little bit of size. Their eighth grade feeder school just won the parish undefeated. And we saw some of those kids, the big Blackman kid coming up. And Thibodeau's not going to be down for long. Those young guys are bought in. They're playing super hard. And they almost got a big road win last night. You better beat Thibodeau now because in the next couple of years, they're going to be real good.
4: Yeah, I, I was very impressed with uh, Thibodeau's play last night. They um... – Young guys who can uh, shoot the ball from the outside, they're getting some guys who who can score now a little bit. If they can find a little bit more consistency in scoring, uh, they have a big guy where they tried to attack the inside, got a few buckets there, but they play hard. They didn't stop. And you're right. This team is is up and coming. And if they go and have a a good summer and get some confidence and build that team chemistry, this is a team – young team again that's gonna be young next year again that's gonna make some noise
3: terra on thursday a game that was listed on friday but was played on thursday because of the lack of um, police available to to do detail because of the parades they get a 49 to 46 win over east st john ginormous win for brandon brown and his team they pretty much locked down their spot in the playoffs now and more important than locking down the spot in the playoffs, they proved to themselves, hey, we could do it. They had lost so many close games. I watched the ending to that game. They were a little shaky down the stretch, and East St. John had a shot to try to tie it, but so super happy for Brandon and his team. That's a big win against East St. John. and East St. John team that also played yesterday as well and got a 51-40 to win over Port Allen. But Terrebonne had to have it. They got it. Big statement win for them against East St. John.
4: Yeah, Terrebonne's next two games, they uh at Thibodeau than a home against Hornville. So that's uh two big games. They gotta definitely take care of Thibodeau and if they can get by Hornville that they could uh, shoot them up in their power rankings even more. I think they could beat Hornville. I really do I I do. Yeah. I I, I, do. I completely agree
3: with you. Vanderbilt got a sixty five to thirty one win over Ellender on the boys side last night. No surprises there. The Terriers continue to roll. Lutcher gets a 54-40 win over Assumption on the boys' basketball side. Lutcher has some good athletes They're preparing for a um, playoff run in Division II non-select Assumption, struggling throughout the course of the year, as we've chronicled here. E.D. White uh, goes on the road. It's Berwick senior night, right? Like you'd expect, right, E.D. White's going to beat Berwick by 30, whatever it may be. No, Berwick gave him a contest on senior night, 67-60. to 60. The Cardinals survive. Berwick played up on their senior night. E.D. White struggled a little bit, but they go on the road and get a gutsy win. St. James defeats Donaldsonville 61-60. Big win for St. James, man. is real good. That's a good one for St. James. Then we add, let's see, Patterson was off last night. So we go to 2A in a game that was the district championship game in 9-2A. Richard Jones, homo Christian Warriors, come up just a smidge short. South Plaquemine beats them 47-41. Homa Christian still going to the playoffs, but South Plaquemine is going to bring home that district title. Ironically enough, when you do as many games as we've done this year, we saw South Plaquemine earlier in the year. They've got some shooters. they got yep. some guys who could play. Homa Christian went on the road. That's got to be a long road trip, going from Homa to, like, Burris. Um, that was a tough one for Homa Christian school last night.
4: We did that for football at South of Fush one year.
3: We sure did. That's It's a haul. Yeah, we sure did. I remember that. It, and that, that football stadium, I remember there being about six inches from the white line of the out-of-bounds yeah. to the sideline. It was not the most room to stand. But, yeah, South Blackhama gets a win over Homa Christian last night. In single A, Central Catholic of Morgan City bounces back. They lost a heartbreaker against White Castle, 71-34. to 34. Um, uh they didn't lose to White Castle 71 to 34. I'm sorry. They beat Hanson Memorial 71 to 34 last night after losing in overtime to White Castle. So they get a big win, get back up on the horse. Uh CCA falls a close one, 41 to 40, or 44 to 41 against Central Private, rather. Central Private gets the win over CCA. Uh both of those teams, CCA and Central Catholic, are going to the playoffs, just competing for seeding. And you know what was interesting? And I didn't go to the parade last night. But my mom was telling me White Castle's band was marching in the parade last night. It's kind of cool. Wow. Baton Rouge school coming out. And uh, we were talking about them a minute ago beating Central Catholic. Well, band of some uh, some locals from around the Baton Rouge area were here strutting their stuff last night. Good win for Central Catholic. Tough loss for CCA. Both of those teams are going to be going to the playoffs.
4: Yep, looking forward to playoffs. Girls, uh, brackets come out Monday.
3: Always yep. the following Monday. and. And look, we have a pretty good idea of where our local teams are going to sit, and there are some heartbreaking results. We'll get to that in the the next segment of the show after we chat with Gage. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Gage Griffin of the Central Lafourche Trojans. His team survived last night getting a seven-point home senior night win against Thibodeau. It's the Sports Corner. We'll be right back after this on ESPN 100.3.
5: The Gaidree Law Group, based in Homa provides individuals in need of legal representation to deal with injuries caused by wrongful negligence, whether it's the result of motor vehicle accidents, offshore and boating accidents, burns and traumatic brain injuries, or wrongful deaths, and more. With over 69 years of combined legal experience in personal injury, succession, and estate planning, the Gaidree Law Group should be your legal representative during your time of need. Located at 7921 Park Avenue in Homa, call 985-223-4400. quality health care locally for you
3: what's up this is casey just and this is why i choose state bank for all my banking needs State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking, serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community. At State Bank, now 70 years strong.
5: It's Mardi Gras time and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten and eighteen stall restroom trailers. From everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors, have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit Joe'sSeptic.com.
6: No way. Since 1954, Terrabone General has been a beacon of health and hope in our community. As we mark seven decades of dedication to your well-being, Terrebonne General Health System remains committed to advancing health care, improving lives, and expanding our services to meet your evolving needs. In celebrating our past, we look forward to a future filled with promise and progress. Your health is our legacy. To discover more, visit TGHealthSystem.com.
3: One of the big games last night with big playoff implications was the Central Lafourche boys' basketball team's win over Thibodeau. Uh, it was one that they absolutely positively had to have, and we go to the phone lines now. We have Coach Gage Griffin on the line with the Central Lafourche Trojans. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing?
7: Oh, good morning. I'm doing all right.
3: Good, man. Look, you guys survived. You got that first one out of the way. We said uh, you know, about a week or so ago that you guys probably needed two out of three. Ooh, it's close, bro. You guys are 31.78. Got a one-tenth of a point lead on 28 Fountain Blue. Got a two-and-a-half-tenths of a point lead over North Shore. The easiest way for you guys now is to just keep winning because, man, it's going to come down to some math if you guys struggle coming home. You got some playoff games coming up this week that you have to have.
7: That's it. Every game the rest of the week, the last two, it is a playoff game. You got to treat each one like it's win or go home. Um, we got on Wednesday next week at my place, and then HL Bourgeois on the road, and they've been rolling. We got the gauntlet to end the year. But, look, I'd want to no other way. If we go in, we get a big win over one of those teams, it could build momentum to get to that postseason, too. And, I mean, look, if we don't take care of business, then we may not deserve to get in. But last night was a little bit of a struggle. We pulled it out. Hopefully we could get something going this week, get momentum, I know it's a break, but hopefully the kids come ready to go knowing this could be the last week of their season if we don't show up.
3: Coach, it just felt like it was an ugly game. It felt like you guys were stuck in the mud. It felt like Thibodeau was stuck in the mud. You're missing some easy shots in the paint. They're missing some easy shots in the paint. Like not, There just wasn't a whole lot of rhythm or flow last night. Kudos to y'all team. Y'all ended up making it happen. But that was a game that, that was just felt like everybody was a half a step slow.
7: Absolutely, and we've been struggling the last – week and a half to make shots. it's been a focus and practice guys we just got to finish shop because we get open shots, threes mid-range it just wasn't falling yet again we've been struggling to score we've been struggling to find them other guys again to step up and make those easy baskets um, but it was a rough game on both sides we both had misses it should have went in thankfully we had makes from the free throw line last night because if we didn't have that that's closer There it could have been a different outcome
3: your senior night before the game y'all have a ton of seniors eight or nine seniors whatever it may mm-hmm. be you're got to be awfully proud of those guys regardless of, of kind of the, the struggles coming home 16 and 9 is nothing to sneeze at it's a big group mm-hmm. that you've been having for a long time it's some really really good kids last night I'm sure had to be an emotional one for you and your staff
7: absolutely very emotional for everybody last night and like we talked the other day night is that love hate relationship because you got so much emotion in there. I try to tell them in that locker room look, channel that emotion into tonight. Be ready on the court. Take any emotion that you're feeling, try to go play it out, play through it. And look, it may have got the best of them at some times, but at the end of the day, we pulled out the victory. I'll be proud of them no matter what the outcome is this year because we had a great season regardless. We're six. We could end up 18-9, 17-10, 16-11. You still at the least five games above five hundred. And, look, they had so much struggle, I guess, the last few years. To have a big winning season this year, that's going to mean a lot to them at the end of the day. But we're really still trying to get in.
4: Coach, last night's game, talk about the play of number five. Is it Falgu? Uh, I think he was kind of a, a wild yeah, the card. Plan is, the planers, the planers for uh, he um, offensive rebounding. He, he's he's a guard, but he does such a great job on the boards for you guys. Uh, just talk about his play last
7: night. Yes, Connor has been a big giant floor general for us offensively, and he's so scrappy from the defensive end, offensive end. A shot goes up; he's probably one of the biggest IQ guys that we have. As soon as that shot goes up, he's reading the ball. He's looking, oh, that's a miss. It's going here. He sees where it hits the rim. And if a ball is on the floor defensively, he's diving onto it. He's one of the few guys that every single night he brings that energy and he could get us going. Um, I know he struggled. He was mad at himself for, I think, two or three to miss layup. But, man, the intensity that he brings, we need that on the court for us. And if he keeps bringing that, that's going to be big the next few games, and hopefully a
3: shot could fall. Coach, um, you guys have Honville coming up on Wednesday. They're pretty much the only team in district that really put it on you guys. They beat you by 27 at their place. I remember talking to you after the game. You said, man, they just didn't miss. How do you make things more difficult for them this next go-around? Because, look, they're coming in reeling. Bourgeois just just beat them pretty good. How do you make sure that you guys could flip that result around and have it go your way this time?
7: Look, thankfully they're coming to our place, and we ain't gotta go there again. Um, like I told them last time, last time we played them, we were just a victim that night. But we need to make sure that don't happen, and make sure we pressure on the ball. Make sure their shooters don't get open shot. Cause man, they shot probably seventy percent from the three point line last time we played them. We cannot allow that to happen again. Hoping we could pressure them a little bit full court. Last night we didn't really. Look like we wanted to pressure Thibodeau. So I'm hoping I could get into kids' minds. Guys, you need to pressure this team because if not, they're going to get open shots on you and it could be another routing. We need to make sure we hit some shots ourselves and just contain them. Whether we got to go to a matchup zone, just stay pressuring man to man. We're going to find something that works this week because we know it's do or die time.
3: Some coaches talk about the numbers with their kids. Others don't. If I were coaching, I would, because they're going to be looking at them anyway. Do the kids know how significant the last two games are?
7: Absolutely. I have preached it the last two weeks, what we needed to do. About two weeks ago, I put on the board the six games we had left and told them basically what you had to do to win, and it's still factual. I told them a while ago we needed three wins, have a chance, four wins, and you are guaranteed in. Well, the third win supposed to come this coming week, or if you get the fourth win, I mean, you're definitely in. If we lose both, you're probably out. So it's up to them at this point. Um, it could be who wants it more each night. Like I know Hornville, they're fighting to get that home playoff game. HL just locked up district, but they're looking to keep their momentum going to make a run in the playoff. So every team at this point of the year, they're coming to play. Could be who shows
4: up. these night. coach. I'm just curious with the uh, out of school coming up next week, Mardi Gras break and stuff. All these parades. How you adjust your practice schedules like for uh, for the next week? Knowing it's kind of the last regular season uh, week of the season, but how you adjust your practice schedule?
7: Yeah, and look, it's rough, and you got to make sure the kids are going to be there. Make sure they're still bought in and everything. So I gave them the opportunity to pick the times and everything, and we're going. Early mornings, each day this week, we'll have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Go early. That way, if they want to go to parades and stuff, they can go later in the day. When they're in there, we need to be focused. Be sure we know how important this week is because anything can happen on these weeks. You never know what team may decide, oh, let's just relax tonight. But we need to become desperate. We're now the desperate team because we don't want to be on the outside looking in. But we'll practice early mornings, and hopefully we'll be ready to go by Wednesday.
3: Coach, a lot has happened on the wrestling front since we last talked. The Rock's like a bad guy again now. He's teaming with Roman Reigns. Man, crazy uh, couple of hours, man. What's been going on there?
7: It's crazy. I, I took a complete turn from what was the original plan, I believe. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're going to have some type of, like, Roman Rock tag team match against Cody and somebody maybe Seth gets cleared early I don't know if we'll see something like that but to have the Rock going with Paul Heyman and Roman next week that's blowing my mind (laughs) Um, I think eventually it's going to turn to either Rock or Roman turning on the other but I think a lot of fans are going to get what they want we'll have Cody versus Roman and we'll see where it goes from there. It's going to be
3: interesting. Yeah, it is going to be very interesting. Well, look, man, congratulations on the win. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll chat soon. Man,
7: before I go, did you like my runout song last
3: night? I oh, I, yeah. I told Brian. I said, Brian, do you know what that is? Yeah, I do yeah. like that run-out song. Great job, as always, brother.
7: <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you all
3: very much. Yeah, that is Coach Griffin with Central LaFouge. They were playing a little Triple H last night. Um Look, it's clear for them. These last two are going to be difficult, but if you want to get yourself into the postseason, you got to make it happen. Um, I would say the biggest one of the two would be that Wednesday game against Hanville because I think that they're more gettable than at Bourgeois will be on the road. Um, It's going to be a fun week for the Trojans. Very fun week for the Trojans. Hopefully they could survive and get in, uh, but it's going to be tough. You you look at the... uh... The
4: power rankings, Division one, uh non-select. Uh, Central LaFouche is at 27. I think they have four teams fighting for that 28th spot right now. Central LaFouche, they have two games left. Fountain Blue one has one against Pope John Paul, who was a 20-win team. That's Carlin. Yep, so that's going to be a big one. North Shore has two, but one out of state. And they play Eastern, who's a 16-win. And North Shore's at twenty-nine. And outside is Hammond. They got one game against Sarri, and Sarri has twenty five wins.
3: So in theory, you know, if 28, 29, and thirty all lose their games, which are, is very possible, they can maybe still have Central Lfush can Maybe still have a rough week and kind of slide in because they're facing teams with a bunch of wins. But you don't want to leave it to that. Obviously, no, you want to, no, because
4: that's going to be way
3: close. Yeah, yeah, it's going to. if that is the case and all three of those teams struggle coming home, it's going to be a mathematical cluster, you know what, to figure out who's going to be going there. And um, look,
4: you want the ball in your hand, right? Central has two games left. These other ones have one game.
3: Yeah, you got two extra opportunities. So you can get it done. And um, Hanville Wednesday for them, Bourgeois Friday for them. So they do get a little bit of extra R&R during the holidays to try to stay sharp. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We have, oh, man, let's see, I forgot. Andrew, yes, Andrew Kiwet. I knew that it was yeah, either he Andrew or up. Joe. Keep got, him straight. <laughs> we got Andrew on the line. who will be chatting about the Bourgeois Braves who are rolling right now. They are the outright district champions. It's the Sports Corner. We'll be right back after this.
5: ESPN Bet is now live in Louisiana. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with LaBerge like Charles. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Gaidree Law Group, based in Homa provides individuals in need of legal representation to deal with injuries caused by wrongful negligence, whether it's the result of motor vehicle accidents, offshore and boating accidents, burns and traumatic brain injuries, or wrongful deaths and more. With over 69 years of combined legal experience in personal injury, succession, and estate planning, the Gaidree Law Group should be your legal representative during your time of need. Located at 7921 Park Avenue in Homa, call 985-223-4400. The Gatery Law Group.
8: Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right.
9: Call State Form Agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985 632 0988.
10: Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim.
3: Welcome back to the Sports uh, sports Corner here, as always, brought to you by Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute and sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company, we go to the phone lines for the second time today, and we have Coach Andrew Kiwet of the HL Bourgeois Braves on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How we doing?
2: Hey, good morning, Casey. How are you?
3: Good, doing fine, man. Look, your team was lights out good on Thursday. Get a 62 to 43 win over Hanville, clinched the outright district championship. Big accomplishment for your boys, Coach.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I look back at stats this morning from that game. And it was it, the only thing we didn't do as well as I thought we did. We got out rebounded by ten boards, but other than that, I mean, we shot the heck out the ball. And uh, and and looking, you guys were there. I mean, we missed some layups too. You know, contested layups, but we missed some layups that we should have made. So I mean, with that, we probably would have scored into the mid seventies at least if we would have done that correctly. So, uh, real proud of the kids. Uh, I got a compliment from a coaching buddy of mine, uh, Henry Latin, and he said he was he was up in the stands watching the game with uh, with the Lutcher head coach, and uh, he said we're probably the best uh, help side defensive team that he's ever seen in a long time. So, so that means a lot to me because. I never had a doubt how good we were on the ball defense, and that tells me that we've really come a long way on help side defense. So, so that makes you feel good when you get a compliment like that from a colleague that you really trust.
3: Coach, um, we went into the game thinking, okay, well, the more kid from Hanville is incredible, and we'd heard so many rave reviews. You guys never let him get going. I think he only had like four or six points. You guys had him locked up throughout the course of the game, and I know it was a team effort. Talk about the way you guys defended a special score.
2: Well, look, I, I, I think uh, Chris Goldman, first of all, at, at the beginning through the first half of the year, was getting one of the tougher defensive assignments, and, and then we started playing Taj Mosley on the toughest perimeter guy, and I'll tell you where our team's coming, not that we're big, but our two post guys are getting the toughest matchups that's there now, and that's uh Marquand, George and Kadar uh mitchell and and you know Kadar's probably six one about two hundred pounds and and Marquan's about six four about two hundred pounds, and they can both guard. Uh, perimeter guys to the point guards, and they can guard post guys. And I thought that was the difference in the game. I thought Kadar uh, got the assignment on number one, the Moore kid, and uh, he did a phenomenal job. And like you said, he held him to four points. And it's a team defensive effort because he can't be there all the time, but he gets the primary coverage on him. And look, I think. I think both of those kids, uh, Mitchell and George, have a little bit of an edge to them. And when you have kids that have an edge, but it's a controllable edge, I think you, you got your kids right where you want them.
3: Coach, what was very impressive to me is that you guys in the first half ballooned out that lead. were playing with pace, running up and down the floor. But also in the third and fourth quarters, when it was time to have a one-minute possession, you guys were able to do that. Very rarely does a team that plays up-tempo like you guys do have that ability to kind of change styles in the middle of the game and be more patient, but you guys did that and didn't allow Honville back in by being more patient in the second half.
2: Yeah, I think like we've talked before, I think the game at Hornville really taught us a lesson, and I, I think when we go to our spread series, I think it does us a lot of good, and, and all we really ask the kids to do is to take at least 30 seconds off the clock and to go get a great shot. And if we can go get an uncontested layup, that's that's all the best. And, look, I think, I think what makes us tough offensively, obviously Chris Coleman gets a lot of attention, but he's starting to get double teamed a lot, and he's starting to really dish the ball and, and we share the ball. We talked about it the other day. Again, I look back at it this morning. We had – we had 22 baskets the other night against Tonville, and 11 assisted baskets, which is the minimum of what I want. But if you can get 50 to 67% assisted baskets, you're right in the realm of where you want. And uh, our guys are starting to understand to a great degree about not only to set good screens – but the the proper reads on our cuts, and we are we're a read oriented team and and when they're starting to read the slips to the goal and being wide open, you know and I mean any anybody we got can make an uncontested layup, and we're starting to get a lot of those,
4: yeah, Coach, we talked last night, I think a big key you said you got out rebounded uh in the game, but I think your ability to attack the boards not waiting put a rebound especially on the defensive side y'all going and attack the boards instead of waiting for the ball to come to you i think hornville may have gotten a couple of extra rebounds on some easy misses and putbacks that may have had a, a you know an effect and you are getting out rebound but also talk about the space and your team has because when you get coleman out in space that is that is dangerous he when he penetrates If they pick him up, he's going to find the open man on the opposite side, of the block for a layup. But just talk about the spacing that your
3: team has.
2: Look, uh, uh, first of all, rebounding-wise, I mean, we preach that that rebounding is a three-step process. It's about locating. It's about getting contact. And I think a lot of people don't preach this, and we really preach this, is go attack the ball. So, uh, look, I'm going to tell you – it's been a long time since I had a team that was just a sponge. And they're, they're you know, they, we don't do everything right, but we do a lot of things right. And I think they just absorb what we're preaching right now, which is a great thing. And, and that tells you when, and I always say, if, if, if players allow the coaches to be factors, then we got a chance to be special. And our kids are letting us be factors right now through their play. And, uh, look, spacing wise, you know, look, we run, we run a lot of the same offensive schematics as, as most people do nowadays. You just try and spread the floor. And it's about, all about getting that 18 foot spacing between your kids. And, uh, when we go either to our open post, uh, offense or to our, to our single post offense, either way is effective because, in our single post, just like a lot of teams, you're trying to create a lot of ball screens and mismatches. And, and what makes us special or what helps to make us special is Chris can shoot the ball out to probably 25, 28 feet. And obviously I give him the range to, to step off the line a couple of feet. And, and it's not only just him, it's, it's David Green who can shoot the heck out the ball. It's, uh, it's Taj Mosley who will make a couple of threes. And even Kadar Mitchell, one of our post guys, will step out and hit some threes. So I think that's what, that's what gives us an advantage. We have enough shooting. I don't think we're a great shooting team, but I think we're a good shooting team that we can keep people honest, that they have to stretch out and cover us. And then that's what makes our dribble penetration – and our slips to the goal and so forth, uh, more
3: effective. Coach, you guys have the week off, and we'll be playing Central LaFouche on Friday. Is it almost going to be like a a mini dress rehearsal for the postseason for your team And that, look, Central LaFouche is going to need to have that one. It's probably a win-or-go-home opportunity for them. It's almost like you guys get a a pre-playoffs look at a playoff-style game.
2: Yeah, and look, I, I, I learned this, and I think I've told you this before, I learned this, Tony Clark and I got together. I don't know. I guess maybe when COVID was starting, and I started trimming down the schedule towards the end of the season. Uh, we finished our JV slate last week. Uh, I canceled the the Palmville JV game, and I just wanted to try and conserve some legs. And I, I don't think I don't think uh, Coach Randolph really understood what I was trying to accomplish. But you got to do what you think is in the best interest of your program, number one. And uh, we played our last freshman game, and I didn't play our two stud freshmen this week on Wednesday. So I think, number one, that had something to do with it. But to get back to it, Tony and I started a few years ago when we were playing each other towards the end, trimming it down, and just playing a a varsity game. And I I thought that was key last Thursday, uh, this past Thursday against Hornville. You know, and I, you hate to say it for you young kids, but not to have that distraction and to have the focus of just going out and playing a single game. And, uh, you know, girls' season is over now. They're headed into the playoffs. And, and now, next week, all of the local teams will just have boys only play. So, look, I think that's really tough. At this point of the year, playing JV and no space and playing varsity. So I think it was vital to the success of our program, number one, to just play a varsity game. And, and look, the fans can come out Friday night and they know at 7 o'clock they got a tip off of a quality, quality uh, boys basketball varsity game. And uh, you're, so I mean, and I think that gives you that dress rehearsal of the playoffs. And as we talked, you know, you got a, a week where you got a one-game slate. The next week you have a one-game slate. So we're never going to be on top of each other to where to where you have to worry about kids' legs right now. Their legs should be fine the rest of the way.
3: There you go. Coach, thanks so much for the time. It was good chatting with you last night, and we'll see you around before the year ends, okay? Okay, thanks a lot. Yep. Bye-bye. That's Coach Andrew Kiwa doing a good job. They've got just the one game with Central LaFouche on Friday. They're the outright district champions. And look, I think that the way that their schedule sets up, we talked about it on play-by-play. They don't have to deal with any of the Mardi Gras stuff. Then you're facing a Central LaFouche team that's going to be in win-or-go-home mode. I think that's a perfect like preseason playoff matchup for them. They're going to be trying to knock out an opponent in a single elimination setting. Um, that's a great great way that their schedule shook out there at the end for them and it makes
4: so much sense what they are doing playing that one game i know it hurts your jv program but look in football you have these coaches now that schedule a travel game early in the year so in case for playoffs that they have a travel game under their belts and they know the routine and stuff well in the playoffs of basketball it's one game and it's seven o'clock so why not get your, your team used to playing at seven o'clock one game i think that's a great idea it may hurt your jv program it does but you can find other days maybe to play jv games on a saturday play tournaments and stuff like that but i think it's a a great idea
3: the bourgeois braves are number eight right now in division one non-select they're trying to improve their positioning a little bit but they've been stuck kind of in that eight nine range i don't know they'll be able to climb up to number seven but um Great season for them. They're going to be at home in the opening round, and they're just awaiting the draw, which they'll get about this time next week.
4: And before we get to a break, I want a special shout-out to the E.D.Y. Girls soccer team. They will be playing in the quarterfinals Tuesday at St. Michael's at the Burbank Soccer Complex in Baton Rouge. Tuesday, Mardi Gras Day, 12 noon, Ed White, girls Soccer,
3: congratulations. Absolutely. Let me find this. We also have the Vanderbilt boys who are still kicking in the soccer side. We'll catch a break. When I get back, I'll give you the deets of who they're playing in the quarterfinals. we got Joe Touton on in the next segment as well. It's the Sports Corner. We'll be right back after this.
5: Hey, no let's be on my It's Mardi Gras time and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order 23610 and 18 stall restroom trailers. From everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors, have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Mardi
6: Gras Day! No way.
8: I think we should start giving everyone who buys a big diamond engagement or anniversary ring a cool gift. How big? The gift? No, the ring. Big diamond engagement or anniversary rings are usually about $5,000. That is a big one.
0: What would be a nice gift?
3: Let's get them something they could share with friends.
0: Like what? A big Yeti cooler. The $325 one. The Tundra 45? I'd love to have one of those. We'll draw a big diamond on top. And it
8: will say, he got the cooler, she got the ice. But we'll put their actual names on it, like Adam got the cooler, Megan got the ice. I love this
5: idea. We're doing it. From January 27th to February 19th, get a personalized Yeti cooler with the purchase of an engagement or anniversary ring of $5,000 or more at Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers.
6: Hey, Tony the Tiger, you forgot to tell him where we
11: are.
5: On Veterans Between Bonable and West End in Metairie. Now the website.
11: Ramses.com.
6: Since 1954, Terrebonne General has been a beacon of health and hope in our community. As we mark seven decades of dedication to your well-being, Terrebonne General Health System remains committed to advancing health care, improving lives, and expanding our services to meet your evolving needs. In celebrating our past, we look forward to a future filled with promise and progress. Your health is our legacy. To discover more, visit TGHealthSystem.com.
5: It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
3: Welcome back to the Sports Corner. We're awaiting uh, Coach Joe Tuton, who we're going to get on the line at some point in this segment. He confirmed a couple minutes ago that he was going to be ready to roll. We've got a bunch of high school baseball going on right now. The games don't yet matter, uh, but they're scrimmaging and jamboreeing, and the Tarpon baseball team got out there, played a nine-inning game with H.L. Bourgeois. I know I got a report from my buddy Brad Weimer. E.D. White scrimmaged Central Lafouche yesterday. Uh, man, to think, not this Saturday but next Saturday, we're going to be up against the door of opening day, which is that following Monday. The Tarpons are at home on opening day against North Lake Christian. Um, baseball's here, brother. Yeah. It, it, another exciting year. Yeah, we've got so many different teams to, to pay attention to, including the Covenant Christian Academy Lions, and we've got Joe Tuton on the line. Coach Joe, good morning, buddy. How we doing?
1: Good, buddy. How about you, man?
3: Good. It's that time of the year. You guys are on the diamond, getting some work in, getting ready for the upcoming season. How has the preseason looked for the CCA line so far, my man?
1: We're going to really find out today, Casey. We got some soccer guys back at uh, the West of Louisiana. Today it was 2.30. We felt pretty
3: Yeah, We're having some technical issues with Joe. Um, they do have a ton of soccer kids there. In that program, so um, they're going to be back to full strength. Um, I think everybody's going to be good again. <laughs> just, yeah, just that's what I was going to
4: ask you. I mean, uh, the last couple of years been some great right. baseball in our area, and it's going to be the same
3: this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, no doubt. Joe, we were we were losing you there. It sounded like you were underwater, brother. Uh, so you were telling us you guys have a scrimmage today.
1: Yeah, we at West Feliciana today, buddy, at two thirty. Uh, I feel pretty good about the way our guys performed uh, in, the, in the Riverside scrimmage. We had some young kids really step up, kind of put some pressure on the coaches. To I think we got some young guys trying to really force their way into some playing time. So, uh, I, I mean, we're really excited, man. We feel like we got finally uh, – we got some depth. So, if if some guys are not performing that are starters, you know, I think we're going to have some opportunities this year to throw some younger guys some opportunities in uh, – you know, competition is always good, we think.
3: At Media Day, Coach Tristan Rogers told us that you guys have a lot of arms and pretty much all of your arms back from last season. That's got to be a big luxury to know that, hey, if for nothing else, while we're figuring out this offense, we're going to be able to pitch it very well.
1: Well, you listen, I think, honestly, our pitching is going to keep us in the game. And, you know, Casey, once, you know, I, I don't have to tell you, I think it starts and stops on the mound. And uh, I feel excited about our guys. I mean, listen, we, we, you know, we returned the district most valuable player on the mound in Carson Hebert. <clears throat> Mason Dudek comes back after a really, really strong summer. It's been two years since Owen throws knee injury. He's back totally healthy. Uh, I mean, we feel really, really solid with our big three. And, I mean, listen, icing on the cake if Brennan Champagne, on our left, he can kind of figure it out what it looks like he's doing so far. I mean, when I tell you he could be a real luxury, he could be a guy that really gets us over the top. So we, we're excited, man. Listen, I'm telling you, it's just a, uh, the new field has got us excited. I mean, the kids are really motivated. The parents are motivated. Uh, I feel like we've got a really good shot, man. I'm excited.
3: Coach, your non-district schedule is so interesting to me. You guys are a 1A school but just about every non-district game is against a 4- or a 5-A school or a 2- or 3-A school that's a traditional power. You guys are going to get a lot of power points in, in these games. Talk about the strategy of scheduling so so many bigger schools.
1: I think, Casey, what we have learned in the past is, uh, you know, for us to, to get back to software, we need to host home games. And if you're going to host a home game, you know, in a one-game playoff, it's very important for you to play at home. So, you know, we got to be we have to be battle-tested one way or the other. And, I mean, I think the only way to get battle-tested is play a traditional power or these, big, you know, these higher-ranked schools. And uh, that's our strategy is hopefully we can win enough games to get us in the top four. And if you get in the top four, you host in the playoffs all the way to Sulphur.
4: Uh, coach, how fired up are you to start the season? Man, I love having you on. You're getting me fired up for some baseball.
1: Uh, listen. I mean, coach. Every year. I mean, listen. I. I mean, I, you know, this is year seventeen. Now, coach kristen has been with me for fourteen years. Uh, coach Travis is now in his sixth year. Uh, I mean, the program. Listen, the kids. I mean, it, it, I think that. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say we're a baseball school, but I would think we. You know, baseball kind of carries the torch here, and we have a lot of our athletes who are good football players excellent soccer players, good basketball players, but deep down inside they baseball guys and now this is their season and I think these guys don't really need to get motivated at all to play baseball. So I'm super excited. You know, listen, we see the soccer guys one day this week and I hadn't seen these guys basically in a year and it didn't even look like these guys missed a beat.
3: Joe, um, talk to talk to me about this, man. Because the other playoff brackets, besides for yours, are moving to more series is it's going to be best of three for everybody you guys are still stuck in that single elimination in the future are they are there talks of making it best two out of three in your bracket or as best you know it's still going to be single elimination all the way through for the next couple years
1: well case i really don't know i mean listen you know we were doing best two out of three and then all of a sudden the last you know two years they went back to the single game i mean there i could tell you this on the division four select select side uh, all of the Division 4 Select coaches are pushing to have a best two out of three yeah. bracket. Because, of, you know, I, I think we talked about this before. You uh, you can get beat by the best pitcher, not the best team. And uh, I think on the public school side of 1A, I don't know if baseball is that as important as it is in, in Division 4 Select. So I don't know if some of these, you know – you know, coaches or administrators are trying to get the season over, but I can tell you, you know, in the 1A side, I think it's a disadvantage for us. But the rules are the rules. We got to play by them, and we're going to make the best of it, and we're going to figure it out one way or the other.
3: No doubt, man. That's all you could do. Look, you guys are doing something cool here in the next couple of weeks. You're bringing some college baseball to Homa, and more important than bringing college baseball to Homa, you're bringing a lot of local kids back to Homa that are going to be on the clubs. Tell us how the idea started. Give us the date, all that good stuff. I'm super fired up for that, man.
1: Well, Casey, I, I mean, listen, that goes back to I, I have a few connections with a lot of these college coaches who recruit our South and Hawks summer players from all of our high school programs. Uh, these two coaches, you know, wanted to get together and play a game. There was a scheduling conflict at JMU in Crowley, and I told him I think we could make this work in Homa. You know, basically, logistic wise, it was better for Coastal Alabama to come. And uh, I listen, got the coaches together, got the right people involved, and uh I hate to say it, this thing is really taking off. I'm, I'm excited because listen, Coastal Alabama has had a few of our players in the past. They just signed two local guys, Kyle Weiner from Terrebonne, Tucker Carlos from Thibodeau. At JMU, we're fortunate enough we have we have we have kids from south lafourche we have kids from assumption high school we have a kid from covenant christian and we have kids from south Terrebonne. so it should be nice for our local guys you know to come home and play a college game and i think it'll be pretty cool i mean the last time this happened here my coach tristan rogers was playing third base at Nichols state so i think the whole community is kind of getting behind it
3: oh that's awesome man and look let's talk about this before we wrap up Nichols picked to finish uh first in the southland in the preseason Obviously, preseason rankings don't mean a ton, but it is good to be considered the top in your league. You and I have talked a lot. Coach Silva's doing an excellent job there over in Thibodeau, is he not?
1: Casey, I went last night and watched the inner squad. Let, let me tell you this. Uh, these, these guys are some of the better teams in the state. Uh, and, listen, when I say I think these guys can compete in and out, and I mean, you know, that's saying a lot because I think on any given day, even considering LSU, Nichols is going to show up. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch, man. Listen, this is an exciting club. I think he's got everybody back. Guys are bigger, stronger, and faster. Listen, get out and go see Nickel State baseball. It's it's a treat to watch.
3: No doubt. It's about nine, ten days before your opener against Bonneville at home. What are some things you're hoping to see between now and then to let you guys know that you're ready to roll?
1: I think the biggest thing, Coach, we just need to see live at-bats. And, you know, basically we need to find a way to throw our breaking ball a little bit better in the game. If we can do that, I think we're going to catch the ball pretty well. So, uh I mean, like I said, it's just a, uh we're trying to get better every day. And I think right now we're on the right track.
3: There you go. Thanks so much for the time, Joe. We'll chat soon,
1: okay, buddy? Appreciate
3: you guys, man. Have a good one. Yep, that is Coach Joe Tutone at Covenant Christian Academy. They open up their season on opening day, Mon- Monday, uh, February nineteenth at home against Bonable.
4: Look, he's excited. New Year, new field.
3: Yeah, they got the yeah, turf now.
4: Th- that's
0: uh that's awesome. And we're gonna be out there uh not this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, but next. Jonah Collie, yeah, yay, yeah, the uh, uh, gang of us are going to watch uh, Jonah and the rest of the kids, or young men, I should say, uh, play some great baseball.
3: Yep, that'll be a doubleheader on February eighteenth between John Melvin College and uh, Coastal Alabama. So, an opportunity to see uh, some local kids. And it's college baseball in the Homa area for the first time in more than a decade.
0: And our, our group is trying to figure out how we can sneak in a couple of games of Buree, playing <laughs> with chips, not dollars, with chips while the <laughs> ball game's going on. But we're, we're going to figure it
3: out. Absolutely. Let's catch a break when we get back. Brian and I will go over these crazy girls basketball power rating numbers. There's just one playing date left. We kind of, sort of, have a pretty good idea of who's going where. It's the Sports Corner kicking off hour two after this break on ESPN 100.3. It's
8: time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and
6: win. It's magic. Cash magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash magic. Where winners play every night and day. Cash magic. If you love to play, come play with us right here at home at your local cash magic casinos with nine locations throughout southeast louisiana come take a break have some fun and let us make you a vip at cash magic it's always safe fun and friendly with all the newest games like jade star and ghostbusters and our famous cash magic vip service so come play right in your own backyard at all nine Cash Magic locations in Southeast Louisiana. Homa, Thibodeau, La Rose, Raceland, Galeano, Bayou Vista, and on the West Bank Expressway.
9: You'll always be a VIP
6: Cash Magic. Must be 21 or older. Valid ID required. Gambling problem 877 stop If you suffer from neck or back pain, get relief from the experts at Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. We'll start with an evaluation and develop a treatment plan just for you. We offer non-surgical treatment options and, if needed, minimally invasive surgery, which can mean a quicker recovery. Get relief from neck and back pain and get back to work and play with Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. Call 985-493-4501. 493-4501.
3: State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That's State Bank and Trust Company, still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community
2: news alert from golden motors 2.9 percent apr financing for 72 months on all 2023 and 2024 15 silverado models for qualifying customers through gm financial these great deals are good through march 4th on all 2023 and 2024 1500 silverado models golden motors highway 3235 on the back road and cutoff chevy let's drive together price is priority not compatible with any other incentives
5: you're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.
2: You're listening to ESPN, 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose New Orleans, and the River Region.
3: Our girls' basketball regular season is all but over. Uh, we've got one playing date today, and I think there's just one game on the LHSA website that is scheduled, and that one could very well be canceled, too, that the teams didn't just put it in. But there were a bunch of games scheduled for today. All of them got canceled uh, because, I guess, teams were content with where they sat in the power rating. So with the regular season now complete, we could tell you definitively or almost definitively whether a lot of these teams are going to be at home or on the road or, or whatever it may be. Division one non-select. Walker is the best team in the state right now with a 33-0 and record. How impressive is that Amazing. to go through a high school basketball season undefeated? Walker's the number one seed, head and shoulders favorite to win the state championship. Um, they're number one in that bracket. They'll have an opening round by. Locally, Hanville sitting at 13. They're going to be in for sure. They're going to be at home for sure. And it looks pretty good that they'll be at that 13 seed. We saw Hanville on the reservation the other day. It was my first look at their girls' basketball team. They got some post players who are really athletic. They're going to be a tough out. I was super impressed watching Hanville 23 and 5 in the regular season. They're going to be at home in the opening round. Yeah, at home.
4: Uh see that draw they're going to get.
3: Looks like maybe uh, North Shore. Is it, uh, Thirteen faces twenty. It looks like North Shore. No, twenty. That's right. Yeah. Um, so they would be at home for that one. Destrahan. Looks like they'll be at home with a 17-7 and record, and it looks like they'll be taking on Barb at home in the opening round. Thibodeau sitting at 23 right now. They were on the bubble. Coach Barba's team won five, six games in a row to end the regular season. They're not going to be at home, but they are in. Sitting at 23 right now, they would be taking on number 10, Neville, if nothing changes here in these numbers. That's a big old long road trip out to Neville, but... Wouldn't be surprised if Thibodeau went there and gave them hell because Thibodeau's starting to play at a high level. They struggled in the middle of the year when Taylor Thomas dislocated her elbow at South Lafouche. They have found better guard play. They got the big girl Pollard and the insiders real good. Thibodeau and Neville may be in the first round. That should be a very fun game.
4: Yeah, and I agree. Thibodeau's playing well. It's a long road trip if that holds true, but let's see. I think it was 15-4, and four, so Neville didn't play that many games. So, yeah, uh, never
3: know. Yep. South LaFouche is going to be the last team to not make it. East St. John is 28th right now with a 32.07 power rating number. South LaFouche is 29th at 17 and 13 with a 31.87 power rating number. So about .2 tenths of a point separates South LaFouche in the postseason. If you flip any of the South LaFouche results around, if you take any of the 13 losses and make them wins, they would unquestionably be in. Heartbreaking. You finish two-tenths of a point shy. Now, with that having been said, the team one spot above you, Z. St. John, and they did beat you head-to-head twice. So, hard to have too much of a gripe there. But, boy, just heartbreaking to be the last team left out.
4: And any, any dispute between tomorrow and Monday could change, but... Uh... They they got these power rankings so down path now. It it's 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 pretty close. Yeah.
3: Central Lafouche will not get in, HF Bourgeois will not get in, Terrebonne and South Terrebonne will not get in on our division one side. Division two, we've got Lutcher, the Lutcher Bulldogs who are in the postseason with a sixteen and eight record. They're the number nineteen seed right now. They'll be on the road in the opening round, uh taking on maybe it looks like Opelousas in the opening round. Lutcher doesn't have very many kids, right? We saw them. They got a roster like six or seven. The kids that they do have are very bought in and play hard. Be curious to see if they can make a little push. Now, also Division II non-select. Another local team that is going to be the last team out. Assumption sitting at 29 right now. By one-tenth of a power point, they are trailing number 28, Brobridge. You feel for Coach Mills and the Assumption Mustangs. They're going to miss out by one-tenth of a point. Yep. And they finished the year strong, playing well. Just got off to a little bit of a slow start, and they never recovered. Ellender at 36 is not going to be in. Morgan City at 41 is not going to be in. Division 3 non-select. We've got St. James holding down the fort. They're number nine in the state. They'll be at home in the opening round. We also have in that classification berwick who's 19 and 10 sitting at number 23 overall berwick made such a good schedule for them they won a bunch of games against softer competition and it looks like patterson will be the last team in sitting at 28 with a 4 and 17 record this is why this all drives me nuts south foosh is 17 and 13 is not going to get in and in another bracket a team that's 4 and 17 is going to get in i don't know how to fix it right so i'm over here complaining without offering solutions but something about that don't seem right.
4: Bring it all back together, maybe.
3: I don't know. we got to do something. What we're doing right now, is it, it ain't working. Vanderbilt's going to be the number two seed in division to select. They're going to be having an opening round bye. They're likely to be awaiting the winner between the Willow School and struma. Don't expect a whole lot of drama there. I think Vanderbilt would push past that first one pretty comfortably. Ed White. Is fourth in Division II select right now. They're going to be having an opening round by, and they'll very likely be awaiting the winner between number 13 Lake Charles Prep and number 20 Academy of Our Lady. Lake Charles College Prep has a nice record, 14 and 12, but to beat E.D. White's going to be tough after E. D. gets that opening round by. Division Three select. Homa Christian School is in, and they're going to be hosting in the opening round. Unbelievable story there. Coach Jamar Celestine takes the job late. Um, uh, Coach Kathy Luke leaves that program, you know, unceremoniously. Homa Christian School uh, whispers that they wouldn't even have a varsity team. They do. They start super late, like, like they start in like late December. They're going to be at home in the opening round, and it looks like they'll be taking on Ursuline Academy in the opening round. Great job by the Christian Warriors punching that ticket in.
4: Yeah, from what I uh, like, you just mentioned super job by Coach Celestine and his staff, unbelievable.
3: We go to Division Four select, and we could tell you that Central Catholic of Morgan City is sixteen and seven, so they're comfortably in. They're going to have an opening round by. About the work of CCA, CCA is now in the top ten. They're nineteen and nine. Coach Carey and her staff have done a wonderful job. Doesn't look like they'll get a buy, but it does look like they'll be taking on maybe Riverside Academy in the opening round. Again, all of these numbers are unofficial, um, but looking pretty good right now for every everybody that we just said. We got two locals that just missed out. We got a lot of locals that are in. And more important than that, we've got a lot of locals who are going to be at home in the opening couple of rounds. So some big high stakes girls basketball action all leading towards the state tournament in the next couple of weeks.
4: Brackets official sometime Monday. And uh, hopefully we get it for a uh, play-by-play. And...
3: That would be nice. We could uh, start figuring those things out. So the girls are going to launch Monday, and then that opening round game is going to be Thursday, Thursday, right? correct. And then the following Monday would be the second round games, and then the following Thursday would be the quarterfinals?
4: Right. Then the boys play their first round on Friday.
3: Okay. So that's, that's uh, be fun to see. Vanderbilt Catholic coach on the girls' side. Everybody kind of agrees they're the top local team. They have won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games in a row. Have not been challenged in district. We talked about that a second ago. In their current win streak, they beat Madison Prep on the road by 16. That's the number three team in their classification. The Cardinals, not the Cardinals, the Terriers are looking like they're poised to make another run to the top 28. Man, the. That would be some great work for a still very young basketball team. But they are sitting in a good spot right now. And it looks like it could potentially, a lot of basketball to be played, it could potentially be setting up a showdown between they and Lafayette Christian for that Division Two championship.
4: And look, when you, you get into the tournament, the, the, the Final Four or the Sweet 16, uh, Top 28, whatever they call it now, depth, you need it. And I think Coach Coleman has done a great job this year playing a lot of girls and developing that depth on his team, and that could be a big factor in Hammond.
3: They have played the best of the best. They have played a lot of young ladies. Yeah, I think that it's going to be um, very, very fun to see how far they could go. And don't sleep on E.D. White either. E.D. White was 22-7 and seven in the season. They've got some big weapons. Hopefully both of those teams can make a long run there. Coach Andrew Kiwet just passed us a note that we want to share. said that HL Bourgeois is doing an alumni basketball recognition game on Friday against Central Lafouche. They're going to announce um, and honor all of the former players in the stands at the reservation. So if you're a former HL Bourgeois player, going out, you'll get recognized. Um, And heck, if you're not a former HL Bourgeois player, still go out because that team is exciting to watch. Hopefully, they could draw a big crowd against Central Lafouche, But that's pretty cool, man. They're going to recognize all the former HL Bourgeois players. And uh, it's always good to have that camaraderie and let everybody feel good about themselves, man. That's that's, that's a yep. cool thing. Good.
4: Awesome.
3: Uh, let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We will talk about maybe a little bit of New Orleans. Pelicans, they struggled last night. And some bad news for your your Alabama Crimson Tide. They had some crazy stuff happen yesterday. It's the sports corner. We'll be right back after this on ESPN 100.3.
8: That's a lot of diamonds. That's a
6: lot of diamonds.
0: You're seeing a lot of diamonds because you're at Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers getting ready for Valentine's Day.
6: A Celtic knot made of two intertwined hearts
8: share the fire of a single created diamond. The Together Forever Diamond Pendant. Is about the love you share. Just $169. You can also celebrate your togetherness with bigger diamonds at bigger prices. All the way up to $6,000. A crescent moon holds a Valentine's heart. That says love you to the moon and back. Just $99. Now tell us about the circle of
6: love, Aunt Lori. The circle of love diamond pendant is for only one woman.
8: The woman who is surrounded by your circle of love. $149 and
0: up. Valentine's Day is all about love.
6: And so is Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers.
5: Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie.
6: Since 1954, Terabone General has been a beacon of health and hope in our community. As we mark seven decades of dedication to your well-being, Terrebonne General Health System remains committed to advancing health care, improving lives, and expanding our services to meet your evolving needs. In celebrating our past, we look forward to a future filled with promise and progress. Your health is our legacy. To discover more, visit TGHealthSystem.com. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation.
10: One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim.
0: Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000-square-foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships, along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, yeah.
3: Man, we got some crazy stuff happening in in college football. And I know it's still ways away and we're not even into the spring yet. But yesterday we got news that a head coach of a power five program was leaving his power five program. To go be an offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Chip Kelly leaves UCLA. The same Chip Kelly who's a really good head coach and I thought was doing a good job at UCLA. Did a tremendous job at Oregon before that. Is leaving UCLA's head coaching position to go be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Um, and, and taking a pay cut. Taking a pay cut. I don't understand that one. I know that there's some conference realignment stuff, and UCLA is going to kind of be thrown to the wolves there. Um, I know that there were also some whispers that Chip Kelly was maybe entering the season on the hot seat, though I don't understand why. They were 8-5 and five last year, and I don't think UCLA is a very good job when you're competing with USC in the same town. But strange, uh, just weird. You don't often see that. like A head coach in good standing who has options leaving to go be a coordinator. He's a great get through Ohio State, but that was just really weird to me how that all shook out.
4: Yeah, I mean, to take a a big pay cut to, I mean, a significant pay cut.
3: He had to have been told by UCLA, like, bro, if you don't win the championship next year, we're fired. Like, there had to have been some sort of ultimate. Why else would he do that? He's yeah, taking yeah, – he, it's uh, a pay cut of more than $4 million a year. Ah. Does does he maybe think that if he goes and calls plays for Ohio State, he could get a, a huge college football head coaching job someday? I, uh, but some, That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's getting up there. He's not a spring chicken anymore. Um, Don't understand that move. And that now I'm curious to see who UCLA is going to get because they've got an opening now. Question? Sure.
0: At his age – I think I'd take the O.C. position, go to Ohio State, and with the new uh, increased number of teams making it to the playoffs, you have a better chance of winning a national championship, getting that ring, and some bonus money. But it it probably won't equal to what he was making, but it shows you I've made all the money during my career, but I've never won the ring.
3: That very well could be what he's trying to do. Uh, of course, he was the Oregon head coach from 2009 to 2012. Went to the NFL after that and was the head coach of the Eagles for a couple of seasons. Then was the head coach of the 49ers for a season. Then went back to UCLA uh, on the college ranks. So The Ohio State gets a very prestigious play caller and uh, they'll try to punch them or push themselves into the playoffs rather. Then also in the world of college football, we had a very interesting thing happened in Tuscaloosa yesterday. Ryan Grubb, who was brought in by DeBoer, Alabama's new head football coach, um, left Alabama. He had accepted the Alabama job a couple weeks ago and now is heading off to the Seattle Seahawks. Look, dude, I'm, I'm not an Alabama dude, and, and the more that they struggle, the better it probably is for LSU in the long run. But this is this is BS, man. Like you accept the job at Alabama, then no more than a couple weeks later, you're oh sorry, I'm going to the NFL, bro. Like if you knew you weren't 100% bought in, why did you string them along like that? That's gonna hurt their recruiting efforts. That's gonna hurt a lot of different things. Now, Coach DeBoer has the pressure of trying to find another coordinator while recruiting and trying to keep his guys out of the portal and. I don't like the way that that all shook out. Once he committed to Alabama, he should have at least done one season at Alabama before. And now it would have been different if he would have been asked to be the Seahawks' head coach, right? If it's a if it's a clear step up, hey, more power to you. But to go take the same job with a different team, I don't like that. That that that's BS, man. I don't like that.
4: The thing that I, that gets me is he came with the board from Washington so they had to be tight you know and, and to just do this and leave i i, I don't understand it and
3: do you uh, think he just missed living in washington seattle is in washington maybe he didn't. Uh, it it
4: could be i i mean but still you you left with him he took you with him and you just turn around and and, and leave and uh but uh, they got some names out there that could replace them.
3: I, I, One being who's this? Eric BNME. Uh Ah, is available. Yeah, They he—I didn't even think about that. He is—he is available. We'll see if Alabama can maybe no. try to make that move. That would be okay. <laughs> Do they really even need a high profile offensive coordinator? Like, I feel like DeBoer calls his own stuff. Like it's his offense that they're gonna be running. Do they really like to me it's almost like they need somebody that's gonna just be loyal to the head coach and united with the head coach like Carmichael was for Sean Payton. I don't think they need to get this big splash. The head coach that they hired runs his own offense. Well,
4: somebody that's gonna develop a quarterback.
3: That's that's a thing because you do have a quarterback that needs to be developed.
0: Yeah. What what is Alabama ranked coming into next year? The talking heads were a little shocked that they weren't even in the top five or so.
3: I think they'll be around six, seven, something like that. They'll be in the hunt for sure. But if
0: they don't make the
3: playoffs at 12 or 18. That's the thing. With
4: 12 teams, if they don't. And look, it's very possible they don't.
0: Right, right. Uh, a lot of even records, and if they have two or three losses.
3: That seat gets hot really quick. That that seat will get hot really Good. quick. Look, the
4: Alabama fans, you're going to have to suck it up. If your team loses two or three games next season, they have a tough schedule. I mean, it is what it is. You got to give the man a chance, and, and, and let's see. Now, will they do it? So you
3: know what they're not going to yeah, do?
4: Well, <laughs> probably not, but look. Uh, it's Alabama. We're not, uh, like, LSU satisfied for two or three losses. We don't do that.
3: No. So. No, No, it's going to be tough. We got a grand example last night of why it's so hard for me to fully invest and sink my teeth into being a big old ginormous Pelicans fan because earlier this week, They beat the Clippers decisively. And despite all the excuses that were made during the broadcast of, oh, the Clippers are tired, they were on a road trip, and blah, 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 blah. The Pelicans beat their brains in that game. 48 hours later, without traveling, because you went from playing L.A. to L.A., so they had their legs, they didn't have to get on a plane, none of that crap. They were rested. They played a lesser team than the Clippers in the Lakers and just blatantly didn't show up. Last night, New Orleans allowed 87 points in the opening half on the way to losing 139-122. to Zion Williamson was aggressive, though he did kind of disappear in the second half. He had 20-plus points in the opening half and ended with just 30. But it was a New Orleans team that allowed the Lakers to shoot 55% from the field. Get to the free throw line 32 times. And oh yeah, it was the second half of a back-to-back for the Lakers. So their legs were probably a little heavy. And it didn't matter. They just flat out didn't compete last night. And it feels like every time this team gets some momentum and gets you something that you want to feel good about, they revert back to the old Pelicans and give you something to question how good they actually are. The effort last night was not good. This continues to be a very, very inconsistent basketball team.
4: Yep. I mean, there's no 87 or whatever points in a, in a half. That is ridiculous. You, you scored
3: know? 74 points in the opening half, and we're getting beat by double digits. Yep.
4: And uh, in the third quarter, they still cut the lead to four. You had a, I think it was the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I turned it off and I just looked back and I saw and turned it back off because uh, you can't, it's, it's hard to watch their, their, their lack of effort on defense and their inability to, to want to take care of the ball. It's like fundamental basketball, one hand passes and just trying to all this, some of this cute stuff that they try to do and, uh, but no effort at all on the defensive end. And you foul, you put him at the line, and it's uh, and, and look, Zion. This first half was a beast. I mean, aggressive, attacking a basket. Now he will not play the next game.
3: So you don't think he's giving it a go tonight against no Portland?
4: No way. Because as many times in his first half, when when he drives to the the goal and shoots, he's falling down. He, he's always on the floor. There, there's no way he's playing. Tonight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no way.
3: If they lose to Portland tonight, that's a game they're heavily favored to win, man. That would be such a bummer. The Lakers have all five starters last night scored twenty or more points. I don't know that I've ever seen that. AD had twenty, Hotchember twenty one, LeBron twenty one, D'Angelo Russell thirty, Austin Reeves twenty seven. Uh it's actually Taylor who says this a lot. He says, Hey, uh when playing a good bourgeois team or a good Ellender team. There, you got to either take the layups or the threes away. You can't let them have both. Last night, the Pelicans let the Lakers have both.
4: Yeah, you can't. You can't do it and just effort. You're young. they are still young team. Show some effort, and they just refuse to do it.
3: They did not uh, make a move of the trade deadline, which I don't necessarily think is is a good or a bad thing. Um, but that they, that just shows you they're not
4: committed to winning the championship this year because. With the roster they have, they cannot win. So they are committed to not winning it this year.
3: LSU on the college basketball hardwood is facing your crimson tide right now, and who overbetters are happy midway through the first half. It's thirty-four to twenty nine, Alabama leading LSU. So we'll be keeping our eyes on that one. UConn, the number one team in the country, is rolling past Georgetown twenty eight to twelve there. That's actually in Georgetown. Number eleven, Wisconsin's trailing twenty one to fourteen against Rutgers. Nichols is a big one today, a game that you'll be able to hear right here on ESPN 100.3 at roughly 6 o'clock. The Colonels are taking on Lamar. Nichols is 7-2 and two in the Southland, Lamar 6-3. and three. Lamar came to Thibodeau earlier this season and knocked off Nichols. Coach uh, Sadler and his team have a chance to make a big statement. And then also don't be surprised today. You got McNeese hosting Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Carpus Christi had them beat a couple weeks ago. They were winning no, by like 12 points with six minutes left and squandered that one. So there's an outside chance today. If Nichols goes on the road and beats Lamar, which would be a great win, and if Corpus maybe goes to Lake Charles and beats McNeese, there's an outside chance that Nichols at the end of the day could end up being in first place in the conference. And everybody who follows the Southland knows the conference tournament is so heavily – um, influenced by the regular season where you get one bye if you finish in the top four, two buys if you finish in the top two. So all of these regular season games right now matter so much for seeding with what's coming up in March out in Lake Charles.
4: Yeah, hopefully we can still uh, get two of them in. That would be big time for that conference.
3: Absolutely. Uh, we got New Orleans taking on Commerce today, Southeastern taking on Northwestern State, and Carnet Word taking on Houston Christian. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we'll have Mr. Stan Gravois on the line. We've got the Super Bowl this weekend. We'll ask stand about some things happening in the world of sports and beyond. It's the Sports Corner brought to you by Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute and sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company right here on ESPN 100.3. <laughs> Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our
0: community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000-square-foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships, along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street,
9: DuckFab Incorporated is your first choice for professional HVAC duck systems. From project concept, design, drafting, to production and installation, DuckFab prides itself in serving all of your HVAC system needs. From residential, commercial, municipalities, and industrial marine and land-based facilities, duck Fab is there to serve Gulf Coast and River region with its locations in Houma and Hazelhurst, Mississippi. DuckFab. 352 Equity Boulevard, Homa, Louisiana. 985-876-3400. Duck Fab. Ain't no pleasure to be on Mighty Rod.
5: It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers. From everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors, have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985 632 5592 or visit
8: Joe'sSeptic.com. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most.
6: Since 1954, Terrebonne General has been a beacon of health and hope in our community. As we mark seven decades of dedication to your well-being, Terrebonne General Health System remains committed to advancing health care, improving lives, and expanding our services to meet your evolving needs. In celebrating our past, we look forward to a future filled with promise and progress. Your health is our legacy. To discover more, visit TGHealthSystem.com.
3: We are having a wonderful Saturday morning, and we wish the same for everybody at home, and we thank everybody for listening. We've got a listener in Indiana today. Um, Marla Cooper is out in Indiana visiting some relatives. Said, hey, thanks so much for what you guys are doing. I'm able to keep in touch with our local sports from out of town. Yeah, game's Monday. Better get back. <laughs> That's right. That's a very interesting program note, by the way, and I'm glad you brought that up. Monday. South LaFouche is playing Ellender. If you are expecting us to be on the air at seven o'clock, we will already be home by then junior varsity at three varsity at four. So South LaFouche and Ellender, we'll be able to hear it on Kaylee B, but the opening tip around four o'clock out at Terrebonne high school, we go to the phone lines. Mr. Stan Gravois is on the line. Stan. Good morning, buddy. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well. I hope y'all are doing well. also. We are, man. Thanks for, thanks for asking. Um, Fun time of the year. We've got our high school basketball season going into high gear. HL Bourgeois wins the boys' basketball district championship on Thursday in a blowout win over Hanville. Vanderbilt boys and girls are soaring. The EDY girls won the district championship. Yesterday, home Christian's boys played for the district championship and came up short. And Brian and I were going over some of the numbers earlier in the show We've got a lot of teams, boys and girls, who are going to not just be in, but are going to be playing at home. And like in the next couple of weeks, we've got a lot of fun games that will be coming to this area.
11: Well, one thing for sure any of those coaches who think they're going to be in the playoffs that are telling you guys they're not worried about that, they're not looking at the brackets, well, they're <laughs> lying to you now because they're definitely doing the math and they're definitely getting ready for everything. And, uh, I guess the next thing is, is you just want to make sure that your team is playing well at this point of the season. And I would say most of those teams are. There are a few teams that, I, I, you know, probably are sort of looking at themselves right now. I know Homer Christian's boys are not exactly where they would want to be in the last couple of games. Even CPA I saw a drop of one just recently, the Central Private Soap. For the most part, everybody that is going to be in the playoffs playing well. I mean, who, who's probably hotter than Thibodeau's girls, you know, and the job that Ashley Barber has done. So, uh, yeah, I think it could be a really good playoff run us.
3: For, for sure, man. Look, let's talk about the Bourgeois Braves for a second. They showed that they had a gear that I didn't realize that they had. They walloped Hanville on Thursday. Andrew has been saying all year this is one of his better teams. They flex their muscles in a big way, man. The Coleman kid is special. The Green kid is very good. They got a lot of role players. Andrew's got his team uh, playing some really, really good basketball right now.
11: Yeah, they're not real big, but they're long. And they uh, do a good job of sort of spacing out the court, doing some things that are impressive related to athleticism. And you mentioned Coleman at the beginning of the year. That's sort of all we were talking about. But the Green kid is impressive. I sat with Coach Gerald Alba one day. And he kept on pointing him out and saying, that kid's special, and he's still learning. So I think sort of getting all of those pieces in place for Andrew is, uh, is the right deal. I did mention last week, I thought it was a big week for him because if they sort of went in the playoffs on a down slide, that would be tough for them. But, but I think what they did in the game, I, think, I guess it was night before last, that was impressive, and, and they're going to be a favorite in that final game of the year against Central LaFouche, although that ought to be a playoff atmosphere, too. So, yeah, I think H.L. Boothwell's got a heck of a chance, and I got to tell you, in that same district, Terribone's a team I wouldn't want to play right now. Terribone's a team that's sort of getting hot at the right time. So, again, it's when you do well and, and, and how you're playing at the end of the year, we've got a couple of teams that are doing just that
7: we
3: got a couple of soccer teams in the quarterfinals. A little disappointed that it's not a couple of more, but we had some tough losses in the second round. But we've got E.D. White still alive on the girls' side. We've got Vanderbilt still alive on the boys' side. Both of those teams continuing their journeys. And, boy, it would be a lot of fun if we could send a team over to the state tournament out there because, as we've talked about throughout the course of the season, soccer's really on the rise here. We've got a lot of local teams that have made some big-time improvements.
11: Yeah, and I, I would venture to say the team that may have the best chance of playing in a state final is Carabond-Hodge-Girls. There you go. They're I forgot really about doing, them. Yes,
3: yes, yes.
11: They, they're, the, they're the number three seed, and uh, they've had no trouble in the playoffs so far. John Hebert does a really good job with Carabond-Hodge-Girls, and he's done that for quite some time now. You mentioned the boys from Vanderbilt Catholic. You know they're always there and i think they're going to be there again this year and edy White's girls is probably the best girls team they've had maybe ever but
3: Baseball and softball are right around the corner. We got teams doing scrimmages and jamborees and everything, doing some dress rehearsals, getting ready. I think on the baseball side, we're really good locally again, man. I think that we've got some really strong teams that are going to make deep playoff pushes. I look at Vanderbilt as a team that could potentially win a state championship. They were the runners-up last season and bring a lot back. E.D. White's going to be tough again, you know, on and on. I don't want to start listing teams because I think everybody's going to be pretty strong on the softball side, you had a very young Homa Christian school team that returns a lot of players. Vanderbilt had pretty much no seniors last year returning a lot of players. So we've got some teams that have every intention of playing deep into May, and that would be a whole lot of fun for our area if we could get another one of those rides.
11: Yeah, just real quickly, starting with softball first, Christy Proudis is very excited. And Christy's excited. That means good thing. Because uh, she's a person who's very low key, but she's very excited about her girls at Homer Christian. They have a young, well loved girl who is a terrific pitcher on that team. And obviously, everything starts in the circle and on the mound when you're talking about softball and baseball. And obviously, listen, Vanderbilt didn't have, lose anybody from last year, and they were in the state championship game. Like, nobody, not a person, not a pitcher, not a catcher, not a position player. So obviously, they're going to be really good, too. And in baseball, I just think everybody's going to be good. I think everybody's going to sort of beat up on each other. And then at the end of the year, when they get in the playoffs, they're going to flex their muscle a little bit. Yeah, I think everybody's going to be good in baseball. It'll be fun to watch that. Uh, And I know you guys probably mentioned it early on the show, just in case you didn't, uh, you know, that we have two college teams coming in town. And I had the opportunity to go sit with Joe at Southland Field. And uh, we are trying to get numbers painted on the outfield fence and things like that done before those two colleges come into town. So that being said, I think that's sort of a feather in the cap, you know, that those teams we even want to play in Homer. Because I think baseball's become not, not the sport. Listen, I, I don't think anything's going to probably tough football for, you know, South Louisiana. Ever, but I do think baseball is certainly becoming that sport that everybody looks at as having a lot of really good high schools in our area.
3: Look, we had a coaching vacancy get filled. Uh Morgan City makes their hire; they they get an assistant coach from HL Bourgeois coach Danos. Uh, look, I I know him; I've seen him around. He's a very nice man. You now he's taking on a very big challenge, going off to Morgan City. But I'm interested to see how he goes, man. It's it's a it's a program that that needs a spark. And Coach Danos is a good man. We'll see how things go for him out there at Morgan City.
11: Terrific guy who has a good rapport with the kids. He is a guy who sort of was waiting his turn, maybe at HL Bourgeois, and things didn't work out. And I think it's tough for Mark because he's been at HL Bourgeois for quite some time. I mentioned to you guys on Play-By-Play, Play, he's a Central Lafouche guy. I played at Central Lafouche. But he became that HL bourgeois guy, and then I think he just finally realized, listen, if I want to get my foot in the door, this is how I do it. And I also mentioned on play-by-play, what do you have to lose going to Morgan City? I mean, there's some things to overcome, but you have to hope that a cycle comes into place, and I think that can happen for him. It's it's those little things that you hope kind of come together, and uh, I think it could happen for him. Uh, He's a guy who's going to give everything he's got, give all the time he possibly has. To the uh, Tigers over there in Morgan City, so uh, yeah, I, I think it's something that can work out for Mark, and it'll be a win-win situation for both he and Morgan City High School.
3: It's got to be one of those crazy times of the year for you and the team, huh? I mean, you guys are sending people all over this week. You're going to have trainers probably getting on buses and going to North Louisiana for girls basketball games. Like, feels like communication this time of the year for you, you, know, you and your team is is absolutely vital, is it not?
11: It is. And Brett Chassol, who sort of heads up everything and makes sure that people are in the right place, does an excellent job with that. He's got his hands full because you're right. He's going to be sitting staring at the computer when LHSA puts out the girls' brackets for basketball because that obviously is going to be a scheduling nightmare. And consider we do have both Parabone High and E.D. White up, excuse me, uh, Boy, I got that wrong. They're not in Paris. Uh, Vanderbilt Catholics who are going to be playing in the playoffs. And that being said, those two teams are, you know, going to be traveling a lot in the next couple of weeks, both in the semis and hopefully in the finals. So you got to sort of do the logistics with girls and boys basketball and soccer at the same time. And oh, yeah, by the way baseball and softball against cranked up so it's a tough that maybe the maybe the toughest part of the season quite honestly to get
3: everything together stan uh let's talk about this for a second brian and i debated um earlier in the week is that okay it looks like the saints are going to bring kubiak in but um it's not altogether official yet and the reason why i asked you this question is eric Bienamy is now available He's a Louisiana guy. He was kind of not expected to be available. You interviewed him the last time. If you're Dennis Allen, are you saying, hmm, let's make a phone call, or do you think that they're sold on it being Kubiak and they don't want to kind of go against their little wink, wink, nudge, nudge deal that they have there?
11: I I think they're sold on Kubiak, and I think that they allow Kubiak to sort of already start the process of getting some of the coaches he's familiar with. Because I know that the offensive line coach, a guy coming in, is somebody who has worked with him and his dad in the past. So it would surprise me if it's the enemy. I, I don't know what's up with the enemy, man. I, I don't understand why he can't find a head job or an assistant job. And when I say that, I'm not saying that in defense of him. I'm saying that I don't know. I, I don't know if there's something up with him. But it seems like there is because, you know, obviously being out where he is right now and never getting a head coach opportunity is a little weird after being with the Kansas City Chiefs because we know what they are. Uh, Maybe it's all Andy Reid. I don't know. But I I just think the Saints are going to stay put. Uh, What would they have? But then again, I'm trying to speculate what the Saints are going to do. and Who knows?
3: (laughs) yeah i'm with you there my friend look we uh let's catch a break when we get back we're gonna have some fun i got a ton of ridiculous super bowl prop bets and different things and we're gonna have some fun in the next segment so wax stand to stick around we'll catch a quick break when we get back it's all things super bowl it's the sports corner brought to you by terrible general community sports institute right here on espn 100.3
5: Terrio Due Ontario, more than just an insurance company. Since 1957, Terrio Due Ontario has been helping customers find the best coverage and price for their home, auto, and flood insurance. Terrio Due Ontario specializes in commercial property, liability, and workers' comp. Call Danielle or Marie at 475-5126. We do not sell a product, we sell a service. Terrio Due Ontario. It's Mardi Gras time and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers. From everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors, have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit Joe'sSeptic.com. No way.
0: Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000-square-foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships, along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street,
9: Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff, your hometown eye care specialist, is happy to announce the addition of another hometown eye care provider and Dr. Tana LaFont to our office. Dr. LaFont is happy to be back home in South LaFouche to provide eye care services for the community. Call the office at 985-632-2884 to make your appointment today. Dr. Darby Chasson, Dr. Tana LaFont, look forward to providing the best eye care services to their hometown for years to come. Visit us at 161.40 West Main Street in Cutoff.
3: Welcome back to the Sports Corner here on ESPN 100.3. Of course, it is Super Bowl weekend. We've got Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Tomorrow, out in Las Vegas, uh, we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. One of the more fun parts about this matchup to me on paper is I don't really have a lean either way. I guess we're going to pick the game here in this this segment. We've also got a ton of prop bets and crazy things, and we'll have some fun. But Stan, just breaking it down on paper, uh, the Chiefs, I think, have the better quarterback. The 49ers, I think, have the better roster. Um, we'll see. I could see it going one of two ways. I could see the Chiefs defense slowing down the 49ers and Mahomes scoring a little more or I could see 49ers just dominating up front and kind of doing to the Chiefs what Tampa Bay did a couple of years ago. What say you, man? There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of variance. I could see this one going one of several different ways tomorrow.
11: Yeah, I, I, I sort of have no idea. I, I would say that the defensive backfield for the 49ers might be their Achilles heel. I don't think the linebackers are. Uh, I don't think up front they're bad on defense. But maybe if, if 40, excuse me, the Chiefs get the ball down the field a little bit, uh, they can make some things happen. But then, man, you look at all of the weapons on offense for the 49ers when you consider McCaffrey and Kittles and Debo Samuels and Ayuk. I mean, it, it's a tough one to gauge. The only thing is, and I'll go back to it, and this has probably been for the last five years or so, how do you bet against the Chiefs? I I just don't know how you bet against the Chiefs, and that's probably the way I'm going to lean. If we do have a picket segment, that's probably the way I'm going to lean.
3: You know, it's super interesting is that we just got done with the career of Tom Brady, and and everybody was like, okay, well, he's the GOAT, and he's won the most championships, and... Mahomes is still in his 20s and if he wins Sunday he's going to be like halfway there it's crazy to think that we could be going from what I consider the best player to ever play to now a guy who if he keeps rolling could very much challenge some of those stats that Brady set it's crazy to think that we've got these two eras back to back and Mahomes has made some big headway very early in his career.
11: Interestingly enough, I think Mahomes has done it with an offensive head coach, whereas Tom Brady did it with a defensive head coach. And I mean, I you know, I don't know exactly what that means, except that Andy Reid has played a big part in what's happening with the Kansas City Chiefs, there's no doubt. And you know, a couple of things. Listen, yeah, uh, if you go back to last week, there was a couple of throws that Mahomes made that were. You know, depending on what your perspective was, you may call phenomenal, but then there was, you look at it from another perspective and you're like, boy, he's lucky the guy caught it, right? So uh, that was one to uh, Travis Kelsey that was a uh, third, big third down play, or maybe it was even a fourth down play. And he just threw it up and, and Kelsey caught it out of nowhere. Obviously, Kelsey had a good game. So, uh, you, you know, there's some things that obviously go along with Mahomes winning all of it, but. You know, I'm not sitting here telling you that I don't think he's the best player in all of football right now because I think he is. You know, Lamar Jackson, the MVP, and it kind of makes me scratch my head because what does that mean? I mean, when, you know, because it's obvious he's, at least in my mind, that he's not the best player in the league. So we sort of get caught up on statistics and things like that. Mahomes just wins. And uh, I again, I, I wouldn't bet against them this Sunday.
3: Well, I'll answer your question with Lamar Jackson winning MVP and what it means. It means that the voters don't know what the hell they're doing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's neither I, here nor there.
11: I'll let you go there, but I, I do sort of agree. With
3: <laughs> Let's do this. We've got so many different things that you could be a degenerate and bet on tomorrow. It is unbelievable. So we're going to ask everybody in the in the the room here. So we start off with this: during the national anthem, who will be shown on the screen first, Travis Kelsey or Christian McCaffrey?
11: Ooh, well, that's a good one. That is a really good one. I, ooh. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say McCaffrey because they're going to be showing Kelsey so much that maybe they'll
3: save him for later. I'm going to go Kelsey, because I think they're going to go Kelsey, then Taylor, then McCaffrey. Taylor yeah.
11: for the national anthem.
3: Ah, I think we're about to get a heavy dose of it, but coach. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm
4: going to go Kelsey.
0: I was going to go Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kelsey, Kelsey first. And then like, look at the girl and then back to football.
3: Over or under 1.5 times that Roger Goodell will be shown on screen during the game?
5: Oh,
11: uh, I'm, I'm going to go under just because it's the point point
3: five. I'm going to go under just because I don't want to see Roger Goodell, so I'm going to be turning and looking the other way either <laughs> if they show him.
0: Right there with
4: you, under. <laughs> we don't need to see him.
0: Over, he's a hero. Oh, oh, mercy.
3: oh. oh my did
11: goodness! Did you see what he did? Did you guys see what he did earlier in the week, where he's got a press conference and he only lets the guys in who are going to throw him softballs, and he doesn't let the guys that are going to ask the tough questions
3: in the room. What a surprise from such an upstanding gentleman that he would do something like that. <laughs> um, will the following celebrities be shown during the game? Taylor Swift, an obvious yes, right? Right. Okay, LeBron James, yay or nay?
11: Oh, my God. LeBron James, why would he be at the game?
3: Uh, because he's LeBron James, and it's during. The, it's a great chance for him to not play or do something like that to get away from his team.
11: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say no, that they won't. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I'm going to say no, you're not going to see him on the screen at all.
3: Yeah, we don't need to see him. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who, spoiler alert, is in Las Vegas.
11: Well, does does the league that's going to get cranked up in the spring have any ties to the NFL whatsoever?
3: No, but they have ties to all the networks. So they'll probably be showing some XFL commercials on during the game. So that could maybe. Maybe.
11: Then, then I'll say yes, because I do think they're going to try and find celebrities in the crowd. And whether he's just won because of that or because they're trying to promote what's coming up in the spring, I'll I'll say yes.
4: Yeah, 100% rocks
0: can be shown. Uh, I I, I will refrain from answering any further
3: dumb questions (laughs) like this. (laughs) I'm I'm
0: out. I'm
4: out. Show's over.
3: Which name will be said first after the opening kickoff? Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? This is basically you betting on who's going to get the ball first, pretty much.
11: Yeah, I'm going to say I I think that Kansas City, uh, I think it's going to be Mahomes because I think the 49ers will defer, and I think if Kansas City wins the coin toss, they'll probably want the ball. So I'll go with uh, Mahomes.
3: I'm going with Mahomes. Yeah. I'm going there. This one is a fun one. Saints fans will like this. Will there be any mention on the broadcast of Kyle Shanahan's uh, offense blowing a 28-3 to lead the last time Shanahan was in the Super Bowl? Uh,
11: yeah. Listen, not only that, I think it's going to be in tandem with him having a 10-point lead a few years ago against Kansas City and blowing that one, too. So I think even if the 49ers build up a little bit of a lead, they're going to say, remember, you know, the first round these two guys played a few years ago, and when Atlanta was in the Super Bowl, he sort of blew it.
5: So, I like that. Yeah, I
11: think it'll, yeah, I think it'll be me. Yep.
3: I like that. Will they show the famous Las Vegas sphere at any point during the broadcast? No. No? no. You don't think I, so?
11: No, the only way is if they get that one shot of the Las Vegas strip, and it just so happens that the sphere, because the sphere, for folks, you know, there's a lot of people who been to Las Vegas a lot more than me, but I've been a couple of times, and the sphere is way down at the end. So I'm just, and it's at the other side of the strip from Allegiant Stadium. So I just, I guess they'll get an aerial shot that it might be in it, but for it to be the main focus of the shot, I don't think that's going to happen.
4: Yeah, they, they're gonna show it. They, they have to. Did, did you
3: guys see that yesterday? They dressed up the sphere like the New Orleans Saints Super Bowl ring. Really? Yeah, yeah. For for a two three hour period, they they've rotated and and the sphere was made into all of the different Super Bowl rings of the past. And I saw a picture of the Saints so It actually was really cool. For those of you who are not familiar with the Las Vegas sphere, that's one of the coolest pieces of art that there is. And I know it's a building, and they do things in it. But it's like a dome that they do designs with, and they it, it's really, really cool. And yesterday, yeah, it was the New Orleans Saint Super Bowl ring.
11: Not, not only that, they have the scariest rides up there at the top. We went up there to the top, and it, it's its a, not a roller coaster because the place is not big enough, but it's a, it's a thing that throws you over the side, and you're looking straight down. And I was all ready to go on it, but my wife stopped me.
0: <laughs> this, this, this is turning into a
3: Mickey Mouse show. <laughs>
0: <Yeah.
11: laughs> She's sitting next to me right now laughing, too, because I was uh-huh. scared stiff of that.
3: One more, and then we'll get to some game stuff. Will there be any vintage video footage of Joe Montana shown at any point during the game tomorrow? I come up with this.
11: Mm. Boy, 49ers, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so.
3: I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that they will. All right, now let's get to the game.
11: The better question
3: is, will Lynn Dawson be shown? Uh, that's a that's a good one. That, that's certainly a good one. W- okay, one, one more quirky one. Which beer company is going to have the first commercial? Bud Light, Budweiser, Michelob Ultra, or somebody else?
7: Hmm.
0: Bud Light.
3: They're the favorites. They're, they're the favorites. They're the ones yep. that have the best odds. I would go with them yep, as well. Yeah, Bud Light.
0: Yeah, Bud Light.
3: All right, now let's get to business. We've got Super Bowl 58 tomorrow from Las Vegas. It is one of the most anticipated Super Bowls in recent years, because I think we do have probably the two best teams in the sport right now. The Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes are trying to start and continue their dynasty. The 49ers are trying to get there. You've got a $500 million quarterback on one side versus a Mr. Irrelevant on the other side, a guy who was the last pick in the draft. Gentlemen, who's going to be bringing home the Lombardi Trophy.
11: Again, I'll stick with the Chiefs, especially with the points. I mean, oh boy, that scares me that Vegas knows something we all don't know. But uh, is it still at two? Do you guys know?
3: Yes, the 49ers are two-point favorites. The over-under is 47.5.
11: Again, nothing will surprise me that I have to stick with the Chiefs just because uh, how do you bet against them?
4: I'm going with the team that's played the best so far in, in the playoffs and as, as the Chiefs,
3: 27-23. See, I've been saying all week that I'm not sure about the winner, but I am sure about the under. Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a struggle. Give me the Chiefs 20-17 to 17 tomorrow.
0: Uh, we're going to run the ball. And remember, Brock Purdy doesn't throw a two-yard pass and get all kind of yak yards like Mahomes does. 49ers.
3: So, oh, okay. Hoisting the trophy. 49ers hoisting the trophy. And lastly, the most important one, over under five and a half times, they show Taylor tomorrow.
0: Ooh,
11: that depends a lot on Travis Kelsey and what he does, right? Uh, What is it, five?
3: Five and a half.
11: Five and a half. Boy, if they win it, they're going to show them. Well, let's let's go with
3: just during the game. Uh, I'm going to say under. Hmm. I'm going over. Hey, I think they're going to lean into it. I'm going over. You could, y'all, you could bet on what color she's going to be wearing. You could bet on will they show the video of them kissing after the AFC Championship game. You could bet on who's going to be in the suite with her. There's so many different ways to lose or win money tomorrow. It's unbelievable, but yes, I'm going to go over I'll, I'll, one more over under 28 seconds. She's going to be on the camera tomorrow.
11: Uh, I'll go over. And by the way, I realize you are a little younger, and you may have always been, but I got to tell you, Brian and Truck. No matter what you guys say or think, we are now officially Swifty because we talked about it way too much this year.
3: <laughs> look, you're right. Her, look. I- I, I'm, I've become a fan, man. Her music is really good, and oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Let the quarterbacks run. Yes, indeed. Let, look, we'll wrap things up, Stan. Thanks so much for the time. Hope everybody has a wonderful weekend, y'all. If y'all are going to parades, don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. Bama ride. Bama forty nine forty six. 49-46. There we go. Halftime there in Baton Rouge. I've got Nichols here back in the studio. Roughly 6 o'clock. You'll be able to hear on ESPN 100.3. You... Been listening to the Sports Corner. We'll be back next Saturday. God bless.
5: First free throw goes for Desmond Claude, who led the team with 20 points in the first matchup against Creighton this year. 2016 Xavier by four, and Claude to shoot his second.
2: You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River
5: Region. Made his second, and it's 21-16 Xavier. These teams tied for fourth in the Big East, and the top five teams... Get the all-important bye to the quarterfinals in the Big East Tournament.